Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. There was an interesting article in one of the papers that I spotted earlier about uh, coming out later in life. And, of course, this is Pride Month, and I thought it would be an interesting conversation. Now, the article is about a woman who's in her 50s who comes out, uh, comes from an Irish Catholic background, and is still has a huge amount of faith in the church. She has always known that she was gay, but chose to conform to the norm. She says that she ticked all the boxes. She was married, had a child, was happy until her husband left her after having an affair. Now she wants to come out uh, by herself, but is terrified of losing her mother and the church's approval. She also thinks that her family and friends will disapprove and possibly abandon her. Now, more than half of gay men and nearly 40% of lesbian women surveyed in 2013 said they had come out to friends and family before the age of 20. But Age Action is collaborating with Dublin Pride to provide a monthly series of events for older LGBT people. And the events hope to create social and political awareness around the forgotten demographic. Director of the Dublin Pride, Jed Dowling, said older LGBT people are excluded from lots of elements of society. LGBT Ireland previously reported that 14% of all calls to the LGBT helpline were from the older generation. Now, the main reasons for contacting the organisation were due to the lack of social supports, isolation and loneliness. 77% of old people uh, who contacted the LGBT Ireland helpline lived in rural parts of Ireland with rural isolation cited as a major concern and issue. And I suppose there is a stigma as well, particularly in rural parts of the country, you would have a lot more people would have faith. I suppose, Catholic faith. And that's also an issue too. People have this feeling that there might be some sort of shame in the village. You know, that in smaller villages where everybody knows everybody and Al Johnny or Al Mary, who's 60 years of age, who may be gay all their life and just never came out because they were afraid to, because they were afraid of what other people would actually think. And even in this modern world that we live in, where there's a huge acceptance in comparison to what it was like 30 years ago, they still feel that, you know, there are some people out there who would look at them differently, treat them differently because they're gay. Well, we do want to talk more about it. And what would you do if you were in this woman's position, for example? And she was of the Catholic faith and her family were of the Catholic faith and she lived in a small part of rural Ireland and she wanted to come out at the age of 50. I mean, what advice would you give to her? Maybe you've been in that position. Maybe you're younger and you're a gay person and, you know, you experienced that kind of, maybe people isolated you and abandoned you when you came out. I mean, what advice would you give her? The number is 087-188-0008. I want to go to Brian. Uh, Brian, you're an Ireland's classic kids. Brian, you believe ageism is a huge issue regarding coming out. It, it is. There's kind of been a, a gap um, in between the people who've come out in equal Ireland. Everything apparently was cured by the stroke of a pen in 2015 and lots of stuff were, and the people who fell through the gaps. And if you look at the commercialised kind of gay scene in particular, it's very much at the land of youth, Tiernan and Oak. So we have a group of people who couldn't in their kind of 20s, etc., um, come out and like, we've changed so much and so fast here in Ireland that they're kind of a bit lost by, by what that lady describes. Yeah. Um, yeah, she said she ticked all the boxes. You know, when she was younger, I best get engaged, I best get married, I best have kids, because that's what people do in Ireland. You know what I mean? And that's and that's the way that it should be. Now, obviously, her husband left her, had an affair, and now she wants to be herself, I suppose. She does. Well, we actually have um, 13 plays going on next week on the Dublin Gay Theatre Festival online with Pride, and three of the plays deal with this topic. And that'll tell you how, how that's emerging um, in playwriting and in the discourse that's around the place. First of all, what she needs to do is this. You know, don't come out in the language of other people. 
that the Catholic Church has a, a very negative language uh, made up by celibate men about what human love and sexuality is about. Now, don't come out and say, hello, I'm, I'm, I'm what they describe me as. Yeah, like, yeah, don't come out like you would if you were an alcoholic, for example. Or, yes. So it's really important when she comes out, and, 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 and I hope she will, and I think she's on the verge of it, um, not to accept the shame, which, of course, they've, they've, they've indoctrinated into so many people, which we've we fought back and we have, have, have liberated ourselves from the shackles, but to come out in her own language is very important. And what she will say, and what many other older people will say is, look, it's been a long, long journey. I've had love in my life. And I'm now at the stage where I can complete the picture. And I still have a capacity to love another individual. And I believe that individual will probably be of the same gender as I am. And that's a, a story of love. And that's one that we'd all wish everybody uh, well, well with. Um, but it's not saying I'm that person whom your church describes as evil. You, you, you know, uh, you, or deranged or disordered or whatever the, the, mm. the, the, the current case word is. You know, you, know, you, you don't do that. Um, because all your do you doing... think do you think Catholics in general, you know, devout Catholics, are they still quite judgmental? I mean, the Pope himself, I mean, recent, more recently, has asked people not to be judgmental. And mind you, he's not going to change the rules because that's the rules of the Catholic Church. But he has been less judgmental than previous popes, without a shadow of a doubt, because the previous popes had referred to gay people as evil and all sorts of things. So, but I mean, realistically. You know, Catholic people in Ireland, do you think they're as judgmental as they used to be? I don't think they are. I, I think they still, you know, it's not hate the sinner, it's or, or hate the sin. And I still think that seems to be the case. But well, there's, uh, no sin there's no sin in love because... Well, no, ab- no, absolutely. But I'm just saying that's their view of it. That's their view of it. OK, yeah. what I'm so, saying is I don't believe that the majority of Catholics in this country, uh, the 48 percent who say they practice their religion, I don't believe they're as judgmental as they were. I don't either, because I'll tell you why. Because now they, they know somebody who's gay. I mean, they know it's a, it's a son, a daughter, an aunt, an uncle, a neighbour, or uh, you know, a work colleague, etc. And they're kind of looking and saying, that decent bloke or that ordinary woman in the corner is a great colleague, and there's nothing bad about that. You know, and, and they're all, I mean, I, I remember when the marriage of quality came, one of my friend's mothers was in her 90s, and when she got an invitation to a gay wedding, she was over the moon. Mm. <laughs> because like she'd live to see something different. There was a novelty factor to that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the only thing is, is that it's important not to stereotype people. Just as the Catholic churches have stereotyped all of us, I don't stereotype Catholics in, in, in return. For example, I, I, one thing I hugely admire was the absolute sincere discomfort of the former Archbishop Jeremy Martin in discussing this. You could see that man had no hate in his heart for anyone. And yet, yet you know, some of his right-wing colleagues were trying to force him to say, I'm voting no. You know, so What's, what, what is the well, I, I suppose you have to understand that, you know, the hierarchy of the Catholic Church have to stick within the rules. And they, they, it's a club. They're, well, they're, they're, they're the rules of the club. Now, why did they make the rules? If your church... Well, well, well they, they, they didn't no, make the rules. No, Brian, they claim the rules come from the Bible. No, but, but you see, I'm, well, Dad, what, the first thing we must all do is read the Bible, because there isn't a single line attributed to Jesus Christ about gay people. He didn't come on earth to sort out the gays. He came on to sort out the corruption and the badness. But there isn't a line from any of the witnesses of, of, of his ministry. On well, earth. well, they do well, They do go back to that one line in the Bible, man should not lie with mankind. No, and that's, that's, that's the line they use, isn't it? You're only, you're only a, a, a quoter, you're not a reader. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm paraphrasing. I've never read the Bible, Brian. This is 
is a this is a bitter old twisted guy from the Old Testament called Leviticus who also said you shouldn't have beards and you shouldn't wear clothing uh, 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 that makes or eat a Dublin Bay prawn cocktail. These are all abominations of this guy who never enjoyed himself one day. Jesus came afterwards and there isn't a line. So if anybody, people don't believe in Leviticus, people don't believe in man-made institutions, people of faith believe in their God. So in other words, the people of faith who are condemning homosexuality or condemning uh, lesbianism, they're selectively picking bits and interpreting them in a certain way, yes. They're making it up, and they're making it up for a very good reason. If you're a Church of Ireland clergyman, you can get married and have children, and the Church will look after you. If you... Agree with same sex partnerships, the Catholic Church is broke in the morning because it will allow their clergy, of which a vast majority of them are gay. A lot of them are gay, yes. I wouldn't say the majority, but a lot of them would be gay, yeah. They were good people. They were good people. But I mean, but I mean Brian, isn't this what happened in rural Ireland? If we go back 50, 60 years ago in rural Ireland, if your son was gay, you sent him off to the priesthood. You're not letting me finish the sentence. Oh, go on, go on. It's not three words, right? You have a situation where in a same sex institution, set up. And if they're allowed to have partners and dependents, the church will have to pay for them. And the church decided just a thousand years ago not to pay for marriage clergy and their children so that they wouldn't have to provide houses, education, and they could order their clergy to go and work and serve anywhere else because they had no attachments. So the singular cleric was actually a construction and therefore condemning same-sex partnerships and banning marriage and insisting on celibacy meant that the church was in control of their soldiers and the soldiers could have no dependence. And that is a structural issue that was made up by man, not prescribed by Jesus Christ, because even Jesus Christ had married disciples. Getting getting back to coming out, because of course that's what the conversation today is about, yeah. and about older people particularly coming out. But I mean, what age did you come out of, Brian? I was in my late 20s and it was a horrendous experience because it was still in the 1980s. And, and what, was, what were your main fears at the time? Well, I mean, first of all, I was very interested in politics at one stage. So I actually said to myself, well, I'll never survive politically if I, if I go into public life. So that, was, yeah, that career was killed off and I'm sure many people are relieved. Yeah, <laughs> that you didn't go into politics. <laughs> But I mean, I know, I know, I know what you're saying because I had a very good friend of mine who worked in radio at the time, and I'm not going to say who it was because it's his own business. But he wouldn't come out because he thought it would be the end of his media career. And I, even right through when I was out, I and I, and I worked in a lot of kind of egalitarian places as well. But it was still brought up. I mean, I, I was at board meetings and I was at dinners afterwards, and then when the conversation got dull, one of them would say, "You know, Brian's gay." the floor show you know and there was discrimination right I mean not just there was there still is discrimination nowadays it's kind of more sniggered and under under the breath but there's a lot of good things too in so far as for example we're we're no longer subject to blackmail as we used to be before so therefore if we're in a secure and uh, and a security wise conscious uh, workplace we're we're actually you know more reliable people who are in security forces, defence forces, or in in the public sector dealing with sensitive issues, they were subject to threats, extortion, and blackmail. And of course, now it's all in the open, and yeah. many many people are in the open. All of that's gone too. So there, there's definitely that. That the legacy of that shame is still in many young people today. You're seeing it much more, I think, uh, visible in the trans community. The youngsters who are who who are trying to assert their own gender identity, etc. So there's still a lot of phobia, still a lot of fear. And I mean, you look at you look at Trump's America and all his supporters there, and you look at uh, 
uh, the Eastern, some, some, some of the former Russian things. There are leaders still in today that wake up and the first thing to do is think about gay people and what they can do to them. Yeah. My God. I mean, I mean yeah, a, there is a bit of an obsession with certain people in this yeah. world, absolutely. There's no doubt about that because I think they have nothing else to be doing with their time. Um, but, but in saying that, the advice you would give to older people, uh, particularly if they've separated now or, you know, they felt they've ticked the boxes, gone through life, had children, now they're separated and they want to become themselves and they want to, I suppose, you know, establish their own identity and live happily ever after is just take the bull by the horns and you don't have to make it an I I don't think you have to kind of stand up and make an announcement or go on Facebook and make hey by the way everybody I'm gay you don't have to make an announcement you just take a picture with you with your partner and you put it up there look that's the purpose of adulthood when we all get to be an adult we're in charge of our own lives and therefore and it's obvious for example that lady has thought long and hard and deeply about it this should be a moment of great joy for her because to complete her picture to complete herself is, is, a, is a real treasure and a real gift and I wish her and anybody else and I know an awful lot of older people who, um, who've come out late, later in life thanks to the great work done by others and, and we still stand on the shoulders of people like David Norris who did it when nobody else would but one of my favourite interviews by the way of all time is David Norris and it's up, it's up on our podcast by the way but it's a great interview she doesn't need her mother's approval with all due respect her mother has raised her to be the woman that she is she's obviously been a wife and a mother um, as well she has done her bit and she knows herself better than she's ever known herself before celebrate it and tell the people who love you never mind the rest of them just tell the people who love you all right, listen, Brian, I've got to thank you very much indeed. And also just to mention as well to our good friend David Norris, who I know is very unwell at the moment. We wish him a speedy recovery. Listen, thank you very much indeed, Brian. And I appreciate you coming on the air. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.